I mean, you, you got on your soapbox and you're 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 just going through this stuff. I there's there's no there's no input we can give you. There's there's nothing for us to contribute. I, I didn't see a light at the end of the tunnel. I wasn't sure where it was going. Wasn't sure if you're going to wrap up or ask us our opinions or get somewhere with it. So felt we should just step in and trip you up successfully. I, I felt like I had structured it so that you guys couldn't give input, but I guess I was wrong. Well, there you go. <laughs> now, now you've learned a lesson here, haven't you? <laughs> but I really want to go play Cubert right now. You're listening to episode 78 of the PHP Ugly podcast, recorded on September 28th, 2017. Today we talk about Android Auto, Hacktoberfest, quantum computing, San Diego fun facts, the national anthem, and a whole lot more. Here we go. 87 days. You know what that is? Can anybody guess what 87 days are from today? 87. 87? No. Christmas. 87? No, it's not Not episode 87. It's 87 days until Christmas. Uh, That's right. Oh, no. 87 days until Christmas. And my friend on Twitter, who I'm going to butcher his last name, but Jeff... How, how would you pronounce this? P-O-S-T-H. Post. Post? Post. Jeff Post... Post. Brought something to my attention on Twitter. Do you realize on the 12th day of Christmas, you will receive... If you go by the song, of course, on the 12th day of Christmas, you receive 78 gifts. And this is episode 78 of PHP Ugly, the gift episode. Coincidence? I think not. What's our gift? Me. And <laughs> in, in our, our camaraderie. Office office manager needs out. He He's like, oh shit, he's, they're starting the podcast. I, I'm getting out of here. Damn it, Hold you're on. correct. That is 78 gifts. That was a good one. So that that actually ended up being a lot more helpful than uh, I anticipated. I got a few people respond to me on Twitter about ideas. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep putting that out on a weekly basis, seeing if anybody has any input. I have a couple I have a couple coming up for eighty that I already have in my notes. But uh, I enjoyed getting feedback from people. It, it was cool. You guys, also, you guys are sending I, rejection I, letters to to the ones that don't quite make the cut. Say, we really appreciate your submission, but we're going to have to pass on it this time. We look forward to you submitting next year. <laughs> now, we're going to have to keep you we're going to have to keep you honest on this too because you said you'd send him a sticker and uh pen. pen. Yep, absolutely will. Jeff, you uh you hit me up on Twitter and I will send you a pen and stickers. Well, that's mean. Not only do they have to listen to the show to realize that there is this way to get the sticker and pin, they have to keep listening to see if their submission is used to then get it. You're a mean... It's almost like a marketing ploy or something. You are a mean, unnecessarily cruel. Cruel and unusual punishment. You have to listen to our show twice. (laughs) How's everyone's week been? So I also have... It's going well. I also have our Twitter stream going... um, like, we normally do our live recording, and we stream, but nobody ever watches the live stream. And for, like, the last couple of weeks, people have been trying to chat with us on our show while, we're, while we've been recording, and nobody's been looking at the chat. So I'm trying, I'm trying not to be too distracted with the fact that I have the live chat going over here, but I do. What live chat are you talking yeah, about? Uh, the, we... 
Week went well. How was your week, Thomas? What live chat are you talking about? <laughs> Answer me. <laughs> that That's the thing. It's like, and this is a flaw with Google. Like, they need to fix this. When you stream live on your YouTube channel, where the, the live stream has actually happened, that's the one that we post to Twitter or in IRC, if, if you happen to be in the SDPHP IRC channel, you post a YouTube your, your YouTube channel there. Well, on the YouTube channel, there's a whole live chat thing going that people will chat while the show is going on. The issue is, once you stop the stream, the chat is gone. Or at least I, I haven't figured out a way to get back to the chat. So once you, once you stop the live stream, the, the live chat goes away. And, uh, and, and there's no way to read. Like, I can't even see who, who had sent the message. So, so now I have it open. And you know what? Since we've since we've mentioned it, there is a PHP Ugly IRC channel on Freenode now. So if you'd like to drop by, there is? if you'd like to drop what? by and hang out, <laughs> PHP Ugly. Why are you gonna have what? Why are you gonna have me start up a PHP? Why are you gonna have me start up IRC again? Why would you do that? Why? And for the record, because of you, Thomas. There is a PHP Ugly on Discord as well. Yes, there is. Which, I mean, you just you, you need to get on a platform and stick with it, brother. If you're interested in playing video games, you can join us on the SDPHP Steam group. <laughs> or the PHP Ugly Steam group, or the Wave PHP Steam group. That's right. Killing us. Uh, Thomas has got a new game he's playing. I, I downloaded it today, Thomas. I, I'm not. Ooh. I'm not on it yet. But Fortnite battle royale mode. How do you guys have time for games? I don't get How it. How do you not? That's it. I, I, I don't have. I don't have time for this. <laughs> I can't do this. So what's what's the game? What are what are you playing? Fortnite. What is it? I've never heard of it. It's a four-player cooperative battle royale style, 100 versus 100 game. Sounds boring. A lot of the times it is, yeah. It's all the rage right now. Like there's these survival games out now. I thought SimCity was King all the, the rage Hill right or... now. Yeah. No, it's been a couple years. I guess I should have gone with Doom. I thought Doom was all the rage. That's been about six months. Uh, I was actually thinking <laughs> of the ninety what four version. Yeah. See, it's more clear. You have to say Doom twenty sixteen or Doom ninety four. I'll try. I think this this show's doom. We're, we're not even even into it. So yet. I, I I I dropped you a line. I asked you how your week went. You didn't even mention that there was a Laravel user group yesterday. Oh, that was, we're getting there. There was. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good one. We we had a good uh, we had a good meetup yesterday. Our our little community uh, San Diego Laravel user group here. I was impressed by um, the the talk. The presentation was really good. My concern is, mm -hmm. what are we? The turnout has just been so low lately. When when you can measure. Okay, first thing, let's address the first thing. Norm, one of the members who I think that was the first talk he's given, did a fantastic job. Definitely, I agree. He was like one of those presenters. Like you sit there and you watch him, and I was thinking, okay, why haven't you presented before? Like, why is this the first time you're presenting for us? Because you're you're doing a pretty good job at it, uh, so Norm, fantastic job. If you, if you're listening to this, uh, appreciate it. He did a whole talk on 
um, containers and using containers with Laravel. And it was, it was very much uh, a real world experience of, Hey, I, I, you know, I got this job. We had this problem and this is what we started to do to address it. And, you know, these are the pros and cons and the gotchas that we came across. Uh, it was, it was a real good talk. Don't, so yeah, don't right. use containers if you're just looking to be cool. <laughs> he, he did have some good pros and cons in there. There's nobody, nobody on this yeah. podcast who uses them just to be cool. <laughs> but yeah, to touch on John's other thing, this, and this is a problem we see whenever we change locations, is that we have a drop-off. But typically when we have a drop-off, we usually pick up a bunch of new members as well because of physical locations change. A lot of times... People just don't want to travel to these meetups. So you know, even though you may move like ten miles or whatever, it's just you know nine miles further than somebody really wants to go, or somebody was already driving twenty miles to get to the other meetup. They don't want to have to drive another ten to get to this new meetup. So we we see these drop offs, and this is only the second meetup we've had in the new location. So. But yeah, I agree. I, I I'm getting nervous. Like but the it, interest attendance in the last place wasn't that great. I mean, we had a couple of decent ones. But yeah, it, it's so much work for the, the the so few people that come out. I think it's time to make attendance mandatory. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a it's a tough call. I mean, there seems to be a lot of interest with Laravel, but I'm starting to feel like we could easily merge it back into the PHP user group and cover I, Laravel. Like, I you know, definitely have that feeling. Um, I remember yeah. when we started the Laravel user group in the first place, it was uh, just me and you, Eric, and John. Mm-hmm. And it's Laravel was explosive. I mean, we were in the 4.2 branch at the time, and everything was changing real quick. Everyone was incredibly hyped about the whole thing. Uh, it was, it was a huge change in the mm-hmm. atmosphere of the PHP language. But things have sort of stabilized now, and the stuff that Laravel did that was new and innovative is now in Cake and now in CMSs that are coming out. And we're seeing a lull in big innovative changes. Yeah, yeah, and, and I know that's. Actually, what Arizona PHP did, they took their Laravel group and just merged it back into the, the general Arizona PHP meetup. And once every couple months, they'll do, you know, Laravel-specific talk. And I don't know. I'm starting to feel... I, I think I think I'm going to ride it out until the end of the year, um, yeah, which is only a couple more meetups. I mean, we we only we 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 skipped December, so we have October, November. We have a couple more meetups, and um, just kind of get get a feel for like maybe in November, just kind of get a feel for everybody to see, you know, if I don't know if it just doesn't make sense just to have it be part of the the San Diego PHP user group again. And if we do that, we, are you thinking possibly keeping it at two meetups downtown and then current location if they'll have us? Or just going to one? Uh, I, uh, you know, one is appealing to me. What else do you guys me. have going on? Uh, I mean, come on. Well, if we can just, get a different yeah, audience. And, it's just the two meetups, the three podcasts, the annual 
the annual <laughs> convention. Yeah. Well, and the, the 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 thing about this new place for the Laravel meetup is it's like so nice and centrally located. Like people up in North County can get to it easily. People downtown, can, I mean, not easily, but just as easily as the people in North County can get to it. The people downtown can get to it. It's kind of like in this middle of San Diego spot, um, which is appealing as well. I don't know. Maybe that's something we we ask and see what they. Uh, See how they feel about it. I mean, they were the ones that offered to host the Laravel meetup, so they clearly have some interest in it. Um, I mean, they might not have interest in just a PHP meetup. We may, yeah. Uh, if I, they do have interest, and we only want to do one, maybe we move it all to there and skip downtown. Yeah, I mean this options. this isn't a Laravel yeah. lots of this options. isn't a Laravel podcast, but that doesn't stop us. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think a lot's going to change here in the next few months. New mandate, uh, and, and again, yeah, with with the conference coming up, yeah, I, I'm I'm going to appreciate as much time I have to focus as possible. So, cutting down our meetups to one meetup a month is <laughs> really appealing. <laughs> so, new mandate: no more uh, Laravel talk on this podcast. Hmm. I think, Why is that? I think other people I tried to put that mandate on us before, but we've we've shunned it. <laughs> I don't know. It kind of flowed with what we were saying before, and then it got lost, and now I sound like an idiot. But, hey, what's new? Uh, it's... <laughs> it's better to have tried and failed than to live without having said the humiliating thing. I don't know about that. I don't know if i go that far. Uh, uh, all right, so... Thomas, what have you been working on? Oh my god. So you know, we this is Thursday. We record on Thursdays. So naturally, what am I doing at 11 o'clock at night? I am pushing the project I've been working on for the last five months into production. I thought you did pr- code, code releases release, on Friday. What are you doing on Thursday for? Well, 11 o'clock is close enough to midnight that we just called it Friday and did it. Um, you know, I, I work for a big company that that has to report to the guys at the top. And we just sort of hit the deadline and said, well, now, now's the time to do it. We have to do it. So everyone, uh, crunch time, do all the hours, fix all the bugs. We're doing it now. And so it's been a long week, but it's, it's come together. We had a fewer production oriented bugs than we expected and that's good yeah so everything's everything's looking nice and uh might be able to actually transition to a new ticket for once this year (laughs) new tickets are and research lots and lots of research i i've been bumping into these these plans to replace mvc um model view controller which is just sort of the standard for php web development and there's some interesting stuff there. Uh, do you guys know anything about ADR, Action Domain Responder? I've heard of it. Haven't done anything with it. I'm I'm starting to look into that kind of development, um, eliminating controllers that do ten things and boiling it down to actions. So that was a big talk at Laravel. It sounds similar to to. Uh, who gave that talk? Basically, you talking about Adam Levins? I think it was his. 
but I think he, he invented did. ADR. <clears throat> I think Adam Wadden's the one who invented ADR for PHP. Oh really? Well, there you go. It's basically getting rid of all the um, all your custom actions and sticking with the what is it like seven standard actions that come with Laravel, and just having a lot more controllers. Right. Um, right. Just making all the controllers restful. So he 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 actually had a different approach where he he's creating more controllers. Just every controller only has the restful uh, actions in it, which is you know index, uh, store, uh, delete. Uh, whatever the whatever the one, other ones are, but they're all they're all. So if, instead of creating custom, like John said, you know, you, you have uh, you have some sort of custom action that you want to try to add to an existing controller that just becomes its own controller and it has to have all these. Well, it doesn't have have to have, but it can have all the kind of restful sort of endpoints associated associated with it. Yeah, and, um, and but I think it's not Adam. Weiden. I think this ADR. It is. Yeah, I think this ADR pro- approach is more of a of a what's his name, Paul, Paul Jones. Paul Jones. Yeah, I think this this is more down his alley where uh, things, like you said, you get rid of the controllers altogether and things become uh, form request pro- processing and you know, like Thomas said, just actions and uh, I haven't looked a whole lot into it. Uh, what what has you intrigued by it though? I'm just curious, like. And this is like going way back when I was first learning model model view controller. I always struggled, um, and even when I switched over to doing some uh, Rails development, and they were very very uh, structured on their model view controller approach. I always struggled with it because it's all PHP code. Right. I mean, you're calling it a controller, but it's it's still just php code you know it, it there's nothing special about you don't say oh yeah this is a controller i mean you're extending a controller but it's still php code so throwing where you throw it and that's always been kind of one of the debates where you throw things whether you throw it in a controller whether you throw your business logic in a controller or you throw it in a model or you throw it somewhere else uh so what has you intrigued about this new architecture or not new architecture but this pattern it's it is more prone to solid design so uh, for us a controller is a design pattern um you know we we define a domain space such as a blog post and all actions on blog posts go into the controller for blog posts so um crud all your crud stuff and all your CRUD stuff that needs references to other uh, objects and models. It's a lot of things overlapping, but because of that overlap, you end up less solid in your design where you can have uh, a request to edit that is including components required for reading that are unnecessary. Um, It makes testability mocking a lot easier and it lends itself much easier to domain-driven design, which is something I was talking about last week. Um, so if you're working with domain-driven design, then Action Domain Responder is the easy way to implement that. Um, there are a lot of overlaps. You know, Model and domain are basically the same thing. 
uh, view and responder are basically the same thing. Controller and action are basically the same thing. It's just that there's a level of granularity to it where instead of each method in your controller calling a specific view, you're calling the view handler. So you're generating response object. Your response object is aware of the request type, whether it be JSON or HTML or plain text, whatever you need. And the action is unaware of the context in order to render that view. It just passes the request on to the render object, which decides from there. So it just abstracts some logic out of the controller to the point where your controllers can be called responders or can be called actions instead. Right now in my Laravel projects, my controllers call a specific view and then just return it, you know? And if I want to have uh, an API call to the same page instead of just an HTTP call to the same page or an HTML rendering, I'd have to modify my controller to do that. And my controller would have to be aware mm. of the request type to do that. Whereas in this design, mm. I don't need that, which makes testing my actions much easier and testing my views much easier. So mm. there's, there's traction to be gained and I think if you're looking at it in the abstract, it seems like theoretical. It seems just like a, a practice change. But in implementation, I've seen places in my own code already where I go, oh, that would be much better as a responder because it's going through if JSON, then this, else this, else this. And I having a place like that in your controllers, no one can look at that and say, that's a good thing to have in your controller. You're clearly generating a response object. That response object should know what the request object was, not be told what the request object was. Seems fair. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to look into that. I I, uh, I saw some back and forth about it on a few of my Twitter streams, but did you expect um, a concise answer? Never. You seemed you seemed surprised that I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> what? No one's ever surprised about that. No, I, I am. <laughs> now you know i listen i listen to our podcast after it's released i know thomas listens to it when he's editing did you hear my little um, special my special new inclusion my musical no, my what? musical beat for the uh oh, I did. <laughs> talk i did hear that that was very very well done very well edited in i noticed something about us and i am by far, hands down, the biggest offender. But I have a drinking game, the PHP Ugly drinking game. Whenever one of us says so, you have to drink. And I can guarantee you, you'll be blackout drunk by the end of the show. Because between myself, who is a, a, a habitual so, so, so sayer, and then John, I think, says it the second most. Really? And then Thomas will say so you know he'll kind of lead into to another I'm kind of article. By that, actually, do you know do you know why it's so bad on the podcast? Because you leave them all in. You're well, a terrible every, editor. Every yeah. time I have to make an edit, yeah. every time I have to cut something that we say, that cut restarts on us trying to restart our thought process. So we go for like five minutes, but that whole five minute chunk gets so, cut out. Hold up, hold up. You said so. We go. All right, back to what we were talking about. Three, two, one. So, 
I told the I told the I told the lady I thought you were a blonde and no now I need another beer. Yep. Also, and it's funny because when you first start doing podcasts or you first start doing recordings, your voice always sounds so weird, and I've gotten numb to that. Like I I used to hate hearing my voice on the podcast, and I already know. Besides the the fact that. Everybody don't, dislikes their own voice. I can't believe I'm re- revealing this here. But I have a speech impediment. And I know this. And I grew up with a speech impediment. And I had to go to you know, special speech therapy to, to learn to speak correctly. So the fact that I have the balls to even do a podcast, or three. I find as somewhat of an accomplishment. Yeah, one or two. <laughs> or three. But... I've gotten numb to how I sound. I've even gotten pretty numb to my speech patterns. But every time I hear myself go so, I just get a shiver down the back of my spine. I'm like, oh man, how many times am I going to say that in a half hour span? My big one was the ahs and ums. Try so hard to get rid of those. I usually yeah, that's, cut those. That, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. It's definitely uh, better to listen to the podcast post uh, editing than it is live. <laughs> yeah, now we record on, we record through Zencaster, and then we talk to each other via Google Hangouts. And I've been having a problem of audio drift, where you guys are synced up, but my recording is way out of sync with your guys. Time to and get a Mac. Send it on over. No, time for you to get a Mac. Oh, oh. So I, I've been having a lot of trouble with that. Where I've we edit three tracks. Editing three tracks is much easier. When we start to talk over each other, I decide who successfully controlled the conversation, and I mute the other person. Don't you like that feeling of you? Know, you're God at that moment. Yeah. Like, Except no mine is always muted. I don't know why. Heard. That's right. Yeah. John is always you always muted. come in right at the wrong time where someone has started talking. Well, and he gives up on someone. he gives up on the conversation someone, too I mean quickly. Like, what do you mean I give up on the conversation? People <laughs> people talk over him. They just keep talking. He just gives up. He stops yeah. talking. And next thing you know, there's no John. No, the steam the steamroller clearly wins out every time. If you just keep talking, then you're going to get the whole clip just to yourself. Uh, but last week. The sync was so bad on our tracks that I had to pull the MP3 off of our YouTube video. So I didn't have the chance to clean up any of those overlaps. I'm hoping it, it didn't come out too poorly. You don't find a, a way to, to break in the middle there? Where maybe we had some sort of break where you can shift your track back over? To, to line it back up some more? My track was desyncing about every 30 seconds. And... You know, figuring out where I was in the conversation contextually is incredibly difficult. And I had the the reason I gave up last week was there was one point in time where all three of us were talking in a perfectly round robin acceptable way. Whoa, is that the first time ever? Yes, actually. (laughs) (laughs) And my track was desyncing as you guys were talking, so I started talking over you guys. But the conversation was happening fluidly enough that I just couldn't edit it without putting an hour into that, you know, 10-minute segment. It was bad. So as, as, there was so again, damn it. I'm out. I'm going to have to 
reach As stuff. you mentioned, Thomas, uh, we do use a few tools for this, and the one that we use for our recording is Zencaster, and that's why I don't understand why we're getting audio drift with you. Perhaps we should open up a support ticket with Zencaster, because Zencaster nope. is... Already, it's piping. already been done. So Zencaster does a local recording and then uploads the local recording to the remote servers. Because of that, you're dependent on the bitrate that's coming in from the local recording. And I've looked it well, up. Well, there's two recordings, though. There's two recordings, They're both though. local. There's the, the MP3 is local, too, yeah. because... Yeah. So the thing with the video is that the video is recording the stream as it occurs on a single channel at the same one bit rate. But with Zencaster, <laughs> it's a known issue. I looked it up on their website and they pointed me towards all sorts of articles about mitigating audio drift and which $5,000 mixer you should buy for each of your uh, recording services so you can all mm -hmm. sync your crystals together, which... Yeah, we do. We do need I, our I shockers never, in a line. I never thought I would mitts. say that 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 the fault here is just simple deficiencies in crystal harmonics, and that our crystals simply aren't aligned. But that is the problem. So unless we start investing <laughs> in better uh, equipment, it's not. Shut up. See, see what you've done, Eric. Now I can't say so. Well, I'm the one trying to drink. This Look how is, quickly I'm going through my sky. I see that. This is going to turn smalls. dangerous for you. Oh, man. <sighs> it's going all right. It's going all right. It's hot, man. It's hot here in San Diego again. How is it in Colorado, Oh, my Thomas? God. It is, I'm in pajamas. It is amazingly good. 70 oh. degrees right now. Just perfect. I think it's like 45 degrees outside. I don't know what it was outside. here today, but it was... It was warm. So warm today. Oh, it's so nice and cool right now. So if you're planning on attending Wave PHP in 2018, just know shorts and sandals are all you're going to need because it was it was a hot one this year. The condoms. <laughs> don't. Don't. don't, 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 don't it's one of the sexiest cities in America, I tell you what. I can't, can't say oh, that. See, man. Can't put me in charge of promotional material. Mm -mm. Mm. <laughs> Although we have we have a huge announcement PH, for Wave PHP. PHP so, ugly condoms so would be this, pretty amazing. This is the Wave PHP section of the show. Do you have music for that? Like the little surf and like seagulls in the background. I will dig it up. I'll have it. I'll have it. We have our first keynote speaker for Wave PHP. Mike confirmed. I'm conf my conf ah, I am confused on how and when to announce that. It's like I want to spill here it. and now. <laughs> no and no. I think Damn. I think you know what the speaker that we have has enough experience where we should be able to go to the, them and Ask they advice. would probably give us good advice probably i feel like i've seen most conferences they basically just put the keynote speakers up after they figure out all the other speakers they they post their schedule and then they send out an email like hey here's our keynote speakers but the fact that we have a keynote speaker that meant a lot to me to reach out and say hey 
if you're available, I would love you to, to be a keynote speaker. And they stepped up and said, yes, and I've got it on my schedule. Well, I also think it... I also think it adds some legitimacy to the conference. <laughs> that where we have people a speaker. Would see this, <laughs> well, yeah, this particular speaker, people would see this particular speaker and be like, okay, this is a real thing. This is this has got some some backing to it. So I kinda I kinda feel like I I wanna like toss it out there. I, I would even be okay if the speaker announced it. Yeah. And then yeah, we announced I, it. That'd be awesome but, if he did, but can, can I just make one guess? No. Sure. I love I love the teamwork between you guys. <laughs> because <laughs> if you guess right, it would suck if I couldn't well, say come no. On, if, I guess, face, if I just, guess just right, I'll cut it from the podcast. Face. Okay. Okay. Did Is you really make a guess? Wait, did no. you make a guess? Is it Rasmus Lerdorf? That is a great guess, Thomas. And that is one of the guys I was going to reach out to who I feel like may actually be interested in coming. Uh, no, that's not a confirmed keynote speaker. Ooh. But that would be somebody I would love to have. I, I hear I hear he's a pretty good speaker. And, uh, you know, the whole, you know, I'm not a PHP developer angle is, I find, kind of humorous as well. So, but no. Good guess, though. Very good. I thought and, you were going to go like way off the rails with it. Like, and and go, no, you like, can't Taylor keep guessing. Or <laughs> I mean, come on. How cool would that be to have Taylor be the keynote? Like, I, I've been, I tried for years to get him to move his conference to San Diego. <laughs> so I spin up a conference, or we spin up a conference in San Diego and have him speak at it. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know, though, if I would trust that he wasn't just fucking with us. Just yeah, I'll, I'll speak and I show up. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I I highly doubt anyone is is that unprofessional. But we we don't have yeah. we don't have the best <laughs> relationship. So I think it's. I am getting more and more at ease with. Like I was super worried we would open up call for papers and not get any submissions, but. Just based on the feedback I've been getting from people that I really want to speak at. The, like, what's stressing me out now is I'm starting to think, I'm starting to come to the realization that there are people who I really want to speak at the conference who who are, you know, experts in their little areas who I'm going to have to turn down because we're going to, I'm starting to think we're going to run out of slots. Like, where before I was worried about getting enough people to cover the, the two days of two tracks and one day of training. Now I'm starting to think, wow, I don't, you know, John mentioned, um, I threw out the idea of potentially ha- adding on a third track. If we, if we really got a good turnout with uh, speakers and initially I was like, yeah, I, I let's worry about filling up two tracks first, but now I'm kind of like, okay, maybe that's not such a bad idea. because <laughs> There's a lot of people who've been reaching out to me saying, love, I'd love to speak. I'd love to, I'd love to do a presentation for you guys. I'm like, oh man, that's awesome! So, I just want to, see I happens. just want to get the call for papers out there and started, so we can get submissions. It's too early. I know, too early. But why not just set up the site and say, hey, we're not officially open, but if you wanted to just get it knocked out and be done, go ahead and submit now. I mean, I guess you could do that. 
but don't expect yeah, don't yeah, expect I, the I, I don't see what uh, stop you. Yeah, don't expect the yes or no for many many months. Six months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about the Wave PHP Twitter account? No. Yes, we must. Let's talk about it right now. <laughs> it I, I, I love our, our, our uh, we're not in sync here at all. <laughs> you say yes, I say no. <laughs> I say yes, you say no. Yes, but at least the audio is synced. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't know PHP. that yet. So far, the tweets from the Wave PHP account have been mostly San Diego facts. Yes. Fun facts. You, you should put fun mm, in there. Mm. Fun facts. They're, they're fun facts. They are facts. They they air. What's your point? They air a little bit on the um, slightly uninteresting side. We it, got a year well, to go. It's either that or nothing. It kind of casts San Diego as a bowl of warm milk. Uh, SD fun fact: Celebrity singer Jason Mraz has a 5.5 acre avocado farm in San Diego. 5.5 acres of guess what, Thomas? Avocados. <laughs> Are they Haas avocados? It was here in San Diego. I want to spice this up a little bit. But did you know Jason Mraz lived in San Diego? That's did the you more fun know fact. that, Thomas? <laughs> so you could come I... out here to the Wave PHP conference, be walking around, and just run into him. And now you know you can ask him how his avocados are. Can I try? I, I, try I know he see? lives here because my my three year old loves Jason Mraz and knows that he lives in San Diego. Can I throw out a, an SD uh, an SD fact? Fun fact? No, Jason yeah. Mraz is not going to be keynoting. Uh, SD fun fact: The creator Confirmed of Pony anyway. 2012, Jason Russell, was arrested in San Diego for masturbating on a public street. Oh my god. SD Fun Facts. That event was featured on an episode of South Park the year later. Ugh. No? Okay, so this still. Is why, this is why you're not, not in charge market. of the Wave PHP <laughs> Twitter handle right there. <laughs> wow. I, thought, I, think, I think that's a more fun fact than avocados. Save that for whatever yeah, ep- yeah. episode 2008 you say. In 2000, or whatever year it was, 2008, so and so was arrested for math. <laughs> 2013. So we got a few shows to go before you can bring this one back up. Oh, I'll bring man. it up next show. <laughs> You'll find a way. Uh, fun fact. The orange orchards on Camp Pendleton were featured through a season of Arrested Development. Well, there you go. That would be that would actually be a good one. Send that to... Uh... <laughs> the other one was good, too. Fun fact. Top Gun was filmed <laughs> in San Diego. I've been to the house. I've been to the house that the uh, that the girlfriend lived I've, in. I've been to that bar. That uh, that well, it's not a bar. It's I guess it is a bar. A bar restaurant. The barbecue they, place where you sing, piano. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll have that, to I'll have to come up with some place. fun facts for you guys. Um, I don't know if we want your fun what? facts. San Diego has the most ideal climate with the temperatures averaging seventy degrees all year long. What I mean, what what better? What what else do you need to know? SD fun fact: San Diego produces the most avocados in the United States. That's two avocado tweets in one week. That's they, too many. They were not in one week. They were not in one week. They were separate weeks. Avocados <laughs> are a big deal out here. SD fun Which, fact: there are fines to this issued day, for leaving your I Christmas lights up past February second. Why? San Diego produces so many avocados, which is also what guacamole is made of, and yet. 
that had have avocados or guacamole added to something will cost you extra here in San Diego. It's like, why is that? It's here. It's local. I agree. I, I can't help yeah. you. I don't know. San Diego fact. There are fines issued for leaving your Christmas lights up past February 2nd. That's not that a makes us sound. That makes us sound like awful people. We're Grinches now. And I just think, I think that's just Del Mar, too. I don't think that's San Diego proper. I don't know. So if you want to learn more fun facts about San Diego, follow <laughs> Wave PHP, and then we'll sprinkle in some, uh, some information about the actual conference at some point. <laughs> There's just nothing to talk about. There's nothing to share. Yet. Yet. There so, will be. Please yet. follow us. Oh, I said so. I said so that time, and I'm out of scotch. Damn it. I'm out of beer. Uh, so, oh, uh, so, damn. Damn it. Now, I, now, now, since I'm out of, I, out of alcohol, I just have to go straight to pills. <laughs> John, have you been keeping a wary eye on your crypto wallet lately? Because it's been bad out there. Yes, it's always on my wallet. There was a dive, like a massive market dive, because of a bunch hold of on, regulations. Hold on one second. Hold on. Do you you carry your crypto wallet around with you, John? No, it's just sitting here on my desk. Oh, I thought you said it's always on you. Well, it is. It's I always have on his desk. I, I was... Well, no, I do have one in my. Yes, I'm not saying where. Yes, I, I do have one. So you do carry... Wait a second. Are you not saying where because it's embarrassing or because someone might steal it? Someone might steal it. <laughs> no, this is to you like this. It's in my There's a good chance he could sneak it into prison if he had to. <laughs> I'm just... Oh, man. I tell you... The... Oh, he really wants to be secure. The trade rate for cig- cigarettes to cryptocurrency is really bad right now. It's like one Bitcoin per pack. It's not good. <laughs> So I debated, damn, I said so again, damn it. I debated doing that myself, but then I kind of had like a heart to heart. And like, why do I need to carry it around with me? I've never been in a situation where I've been like, oh yeah, I need to exchange some cryptocurrency right now. Yet. I would like to be in that situation, but I haven't been there yet. But I think there's a cutting edge of, of of first adopters that will be the ones that carry the cryptocurrency around and don't use it a lot before it becomes a common commodity. I mean, it's gonna. Yeah, that's the one question I have with the this Trezor wallet is it's great for storing it, but it's more cold storage. If I wanted to send it right now, right. I'd have to plug it into a computer to be able to send it. So it's... I think that'll change. I think the the Eventually. thing with wallets right now is is what the Trezor is seventy five dollars if you can get one, and it's on eBay it's like one fifty, and that's stupid, and our Arduinos are yeah. five dollars. You can't manage so that. I damn it so again damn it. I do keep some of my bitcoins in my online wallet for that very reason. Like if I ever do get in a situation where I, where I want to send some. I have it to at my disposal. He says he says some like he has multiple like he said, bitcoins. Yeah, <laughs> it's still He's less got than one Doge bitcoin. Coins. Don't know, I, you don't know. I don't. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> okay, I don't. <laughs> the uh, but I there was a there exactly was exactly what you said. I, I use I use that as my cold storage. You see, I I just I I bulldoze over everybody I when I speak. Except that you can't steamroll me. I'm the editor. 
the I get cr- I get there was a big it all the time. crash in the crypto market after China banned ICOs. Uh, Sweden, Italy, a bunch of people came out and said, "Hey, look at these secured funds that are being transferred overseas without our knowledge. We need to actually um, have our hands on that because that's crazy bad." Um, for example. There's a thing called structuring, which I didn't know about, which is if you have a large amount of money, it's illegal to try and deposit it in chunks in your bank because that's intentionally hiding income and that's illegal. Mm-hmm. So just the act of chunking up your, mo- your money is illegal. And that's the kind of thing that cryptocurrency enables in a terrifying way for governments. So. There has been a lot of activity with banning cryptocurrency transactions, banning ICOs, that kind of thing. Well, that lasted like two weeks. And all of a sudden, everyone's coming out of the woodwork with their regulations, their rulings, basically saying there's not a lot we can do. But if you live in the country, let us know about your investments so that you can do tax deductions or tax payments. And also, here you go. So the big crypto boom is about to start again that stone ipa because i said so yep well so so well the i did it stone delicious ipa yum the there's a couple of youtubers that i watch that talk about cryptocurrency all the time and they were you know looking at the the china ban as a bad thing and they they were talking about how the price was going to bottom out and it it fell but now they're saying we made a mistake it obviously didn't fall as far as we thought it was because bitcoin is on the way back up and crossed back over four thousand recently see if they thought it was going to bottom out because china banned transactions then you should unfollow them from whatever (laughs) video service you're watching them on because bottom out was the wrong way wrong statement china china holds all the cryptocurrency and if transactions are now banned, that means that there's going to be a market glut. That means there won't be currency to buy, which means the price will go up. That we there was when the when the ICO ban happened, there was one dump of fifty million dollars in Bitcoin that did crash the market. You can go back two weeks and see on a graph where the market just went. But then that was it. It was just the one sale that everyone got a massive influx of availability and then it leveled out because there was no new coin available. Hmm. It's still a supply and demand market when you look at trading. So it wasn't going to crash. It was going to go down. There was going to be hesitation in the markets. But the fact that it was in China and China is where all the Bitcoin is means that that hesitation in the markets isn't going to matter to anybody who really matters to the Bitcoin market. (laughs) It's always fun talking crypto, but I had recently been thinking about, I spent a little bit of time in the car. I don't do a lot of traveling. I'm segmenting off of crypto. Don't do a lot of traveling, but when I am in the car, I listen to NPR. I enjoy it, but there's also a lot of audio books and things I'm not listening to that I should be. So I've been considering getting a Android auto uh whatever stereo put into my car and are we sponsored by audible.com now should be we could be it's easy to be i used to be anyway so i know eric recently got android auto and went 
would love feedback. I have no, I don't have any sort of smart system in the car as it is. There's no Bluetooth player. There's no uh, navigation, backup camera. I have nothing, just a plain stereo. Should I get one? No. So yeah, I, I did. I did get. Oh, why do you say no? Because you've got a phone. I have limited data on my phone. Why would I you have more data I, on Android Auto? I wouldn't. You're right. If I'm going to download it for Android Auto, I can download it to my phone anyway. Well, mm. and, and that that was one of my misconceptions. You don't. You don't. Your phone has to be plugged in to get Android Auto to work. It works through your phone, so every th- all your streaming services. I say so. Get it? Good job. There are Unless times you can say so without it being a, an overused word. You can't. You can't start a sentence with it, though. I agree. There's no reason to start a sentence. So go ahead with and it. continue. <laughs> I am torn with Android Auto right now. I can't decide if I like it or not. What did you get? So what when device? I first got in. Uh, I got a Pioneer. Um, I ended up getting one of the higher end Pioneers because my my truck already had a bunch of built in capability like satellite radio. It had a backup camera, um, all these things, and I had to get a higher end system to replace it because it was the only one that came with with this. Um, um, I forget what the other device is called that allows it to plug into these factory devices and allows things like the backup camera and to continue to work. So, you know, it's Maestro, Mastro, it's something like that. I forget exactly what it was called. Um, And I'm I'm kind of on the fence. When I first got it, I was immediately frustrated with it. And a lot of it's bad habit. I will grant you that. Uh, the Bluetooth capability, which my old stereo system had Bluetooth, um, was nice because you just pipe the pipe everything through Bluetooth and you still have the functionality of your phone. And you're not supposed to touch your phone while you're driving, and, and I get that. And I do try to be good about that. Uh, but when I'm not driving, like if I'm at a stop sign or if I'm getting ready to drive, I will constantly you know check my messages, check Slack, um, you know, whatever before I move on. I was at, hoping SD fun that fact, you can check your phone while you're driving in San Diego because you're not moving. SD fun fact: that's not true. <laughs> you, you're, you're not you're not allowed to check your phone at all. Matter of fact, one of our members uh, wrote a plugin for iPhone that detects whether or not you're driving, so that you can't check it because he got a ticket, although he was stopped. He reached down, picked up his phone, checked messages, and got busted for it. So when you come to Wave PHP, do not drive around San Diego with your phone. Don't in your do head. that anywhere. Not I just in was San Diego. Actually su- this is true. I was surprised to find out that that wasn't a law until recently in Phoenix. I, I drive out to Phoenix on a regular basis, and that was not a law in Arizona. It like just passed a couple a couple months ago uh, that you you weren't allowed to do that. But it was still a thing that you were allowed to do out there. So I was hoping that. Android Auto would, you know, streamline this a little bit for me. But it became my initial response was it was very frustrating. The to to use Android Auto, you have to without without 
the phone plugged in, it's just a regular stereo system. It has Bluetooth, it has satellite, it has everything else. It just doesn't have any of the Android functionality. To get any of the Android functionality, you have to physically plug it into your phone. And then you get this whole Android interface. It's very minimal uh, what, the, what what's on the interface. You have access to very few applications that are on your phone. Um, your phone becomes crippled. Like, you can't use it. It goes in this uh, Android auto <laughs> mode that you, you can't can't do anything with. And it it's frustrating to get used to. Now, I'm starting to understand how, how to work it. And John and I discovered that you have uh, OK Google. You have Google Assistant through Android <laughs> You're auto. starting on behind you. Yeah, what was the and uh, what's it called? I, I, the Google Assistant. No, but what was the thing you said right and, before that? Okay, Google. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm starting to I'm starting to use that Google Assistant more and more, and I find I find myself just asking it questions and asking it to do it's things just to, to start start to get my head around the fact of what it can and can't do. Cancel. Cancel. <laughs> Just to get my head around what it can and can't do. As you can see, I, I'm pretty well vested into the Google uh, ecosystem. I have an Android watch. I have an Android phone. I have a home assistant here in my office. And now I have Android stereo. So it's, it's limiting. I'm trying to work with it because I, I assume it's like that for a reason um there's things that i feel like it should do fairly easily and it doesn't do like i can reply to a, if somebody sends me a hangout message uh google assistant will play it for me and i can reply to it and it's weird because the speech to text is way 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 better than on my phone i don't know if it's the the microphone that i'm using or what it is but it hasn't tripped up on any of my speech to text uh, when I reply to messages yet. So that's a plus, but I can't initiate a message. So, I was trying to do that with John the other day. I was trying to initiate a hangout message with John, and she ended up calling him. <laughs> and I couldn't get her to stop calling him. I was like, trying, to, <laughs> trying to get her to cancel, but it couldn't get to work. So but what, what would happen if I have... called you and said, okay, Google, slam on the brakes? Well, she doesn't have control over my car like that for Are you one sure? thing. Welcome yes. to Doom and Gloom. Hey. <laughs> but it's I'm getting I, I don't I definitely wouldn't recommend it for anybody who's not tech savvy. Like it, there's a lot to understand in how you have to speak to it. I wouldn't recommend it. For my tech savvy friends, I don't know if I would even recommend it. Like had I had a chance to do it again, I don't know if I would have spent the money to get Google Assistant. Um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's still developing. Although it's been on the market for a while, I know it's coming standard in vehicles now. That and the iPhone one, which this system actually does both. Uh, it does the whatever the whatever the Apple version is. I forget what that they call that one, and then it does the uh, Android one as well. Android Auto is. Kind of, I'm still kind of exploring it, and we're—I haven't touched it inappropriately yet, but um, it's not really doing 
what I had hoped it would do. It is nice to have things like Pocket Cast, which is the software I use to listen to podcasts, having that interface on my stereo now and not having to stream it through Bluetooth. Uh, one of the things I'm actually more disappointed with that I was looking forward to is having Waze. So the Waze map service, navigation service, uh, is on the radio. So it goes through the phone on the radio. But the the auto implementation is like way different than the phone one. You know, it seems to be missing pieces. It doesn't look as nice. I, I've actually switched my default map back to Google Maps for navigation because it's just a it just is a nicer interface for me. But um but yeah, I don't know. You don't hear much about that market space and I don't know how much development they're doing in it. Um I would like to see Slack have some sort of auto integration like hangouts so if I get mentioned in a in a channel I can listen to it. That's one of the ones stresses me out the most. I too would like to sue Slack for a lot of money. (laughs) When I'm working and I'm traveling and I know I'm getting notifications on Slack and I have absolutely no way to respond to them because I can't, I can't get to it on my phone and I can't get to it through the, through the, uh, through the auto, uh, the radio. So, uh, I would like to see that, but I'm hopefully with the burgeoning AR market, I think that's something we might see a little bit more of, um, there's also a, a big hacker space around uh, deaf and blind enabled input devices that is starting to look into really cheap hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, things like Arduino instead of $2,000 keyboards. So we'll see. All right, let me toss one more thing out there before you jump into Doom and Gloom. I do want to make, mention that it was announced uh, DigitalOcean is doing their Hacktoberfest again. Uh, so if you guys remember last year with Hacktoberfest, uh, all you had to do was open up, uh, I think it's four PRs to a open source repo, um, and they'll send you a, a t-shirt. You, ha- you have to register, uh, through DigitalOcean, I guess, so they can track your GitHub, but you open up, uh, uh, PRs with an open source project, and if you do four in the month of October... Uh, they'll send you a t-shirt. Um, last year, we helped people out by open-sourcing the PHP Ugly repo, uh, which is still there, but we don't actively do anything with it. Um, but our our plan of attack still stands. Even if you're not a coder or you're not a strong developer, so many of these open-source projects have little fixes to documentation you can make, readme files, uh, comments within the code, I mean, there's so many of these little things. Now is your opportunity. If you want a nice, cool T-shirt from DigitalOcean, start kind of trolling some of the not trolling, but going through some of these open source repos that maybe you you use but you don't you know never thought to contribute to before, and just look at their documentation, see if it uh, needs some help, or if you are a developer and you've had an idea for an open source project, now is the time to try to submit to it. I know there's quite a few out there. Um, there's currently 6,957 Matt... open issues that are available for Hacktoberfest. Uh, one of those, as of the release of this podcast, will be the Laravel Collective Iron Q plugin uh, getting 5.5 support. 
So if there you want to, there you go. I forget yeah. you're in charge of that now, aren't you? Uh, in charge makes me sound like I'm competent. <laughs> if you wanted to contribute to an open source project, now now is a good time to do it. There's... Okay, Thomas, jump in your doom and gloom. Let's no. wrap this up. There's, right. there's 541 PHP here. issues already open for Hacktoberfest. Where are you guys getting these numbers? Click Where are you getting the... these numbers from? Click on the from link. From the Hacktoberfest hack... website. I guess you. I guess the, a website for it. I guess the open source project has to say, "Hey, we're eligible for yeah, this." Yeah, it's just a hashtag. It's a hashtag on a um, on an issue, and then you're added. So go to go to hacktoberfest.digitalocean.com for all the details. All right, I've got you know I've got that beat for the uh, for the cryptocurrency talk time, and I hate to say it, but I've got one for doom and gloom now too. Really. You're, you're investing way too much in this Abs. I'm investing way too much in this podcast. This Probably starts off slow. Request the fan section of the podcast of Doom and What I'm going to do is I'm going to build you guys a mental picture. Okay. Does it involve me going to bed? For real. I have a no, kid that's going to wake I, me up in an hour by poking I me on the forehead. I do not want to build that mental picture. Microsoft has released a new language, or, or has announced that they're going to be releasing a new language for future quantum computing systems. A fascinating revelation in Microsoft's big investment in the quantum computing future. Uh, one of the big scenarios that they have put on exhibit is machine learning. So it turns out that when you have an artificial intelligence, one of the big difficulties is the training process. Uh, you take all of the things that a system needs to know and basically propose it all of this information all at once give it everything that it needs to have and it learns from that large base of knowledge what microsoft is proposing is a an exponential increase in the ability to train artificial intelligence they're they're looking at something that's breaking moore's law they're looking at something that is training artificial intelligence at hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of times faster than conventional methods which is something now, when that... I saw you post this card, Thomas, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to have to take except, exception with this card and this whole topic because you're you're really playing it up and you're investing a lot of our time into this conversation. But I brought this up to you a few shows back about how uh, some scientists had trained two AI machines to to uh, work against each other to, to train speak their each own other. Language. And you weren't impressed with that at all. I was impressed and with now that, was, but I'm was... telling you, quantum computing presents a platform that is hundreds of thousands of times faster than that. It, it is on a scale that is truly what is defined by the singularity. Right now, we have the best AIs that we have. We have things like Watson. And if you can imagine that in the 10 years that Watson is being fed data and learning and training, 
you could fit that into 20 seconds on a quantum computer. I introduce you to Intel's new CPU platform, Lohi, Loihi, a CPU platform exclusively designed to mimic the human brain. What we're looking at are burgeoning technologies that people aren't appreciating. So when Microsoft talks about their new quantum platform, the term that they're using is linearized qubits. This is a, a new theoretical layout for the atomic structure of bound atomic particles for the sake of computing stacks. Uh, and it is a physical stack of atoms. I think everyone just tuned out. I'm Eric Van Johnson. Keep it ugly. <laughs> the, the whole show is going to just fade out to black over this conversation. I was fascinated by Microsoft's research because what they're looking at really is the replacement to the transistor. Quantum computing is currently too difficult to execute. It's too difficult to take 100 qubits and get them all working together in anything other than an absolute zero environment that costs $10 million to maintain. But they're getting closer to stabilizing qubits. They're getting closer to making... I love that game. Remember Qubit? Qubert. <laughs> Qubert, that's what it was. You're just making this doing, a difficult doing, editing doing, task. Doing, doing, doing. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Hey, you guys want to talk about the national anthem? I really don't. What do you want to talk about? I, <laughs> I love it. Like, I love it. John, you're killing me, that's John. Like, that's like Dude, four you times did this episode. You did it twice. Yet. You did it twice to him this episode. It is absolutely his turn to want to talk about something you don't want to talk about. <laughs> Go on. What are we, do you, we just... I can't tell you I don't want to talk about something and you wait for me to say something to get the conversation going. That's literally how this podcast works. We, we need your uh... approval. Daddy, can we talk about this, please? You want to sit this one out? <laughs> I see what you did there. Just take a knee funny. over there. Uh... Probably well, shouldn't talk clearly... about it. Clearly, we have spiraled to the end of another episode. I, I am curious in other countries because we do have other people listening from other countries. We have uh, we have uh, Herman here from the Netherlands listening, and I'm I am curious if it's such if it's as big of a statement in other countries when um, their national anthem plays and somebody you know doesn't stand or doesn't do whatever it is that they do for that national anthem if that's kind of as big of a deal as it is here in the u.s because it definitely seems disruptive here and it's funny because i think the fact that the only reason it's as big of a deal as it is is because you know we keep pointing it out and then of course the guy who's running the country right now thought it was his place to say something about it running and yeah that just spurred a whole bunch of controversy right there um Who'd have thought Donald Trump would be a controversial uh, figure? <laughs> it's almost like electing an idiot to but office I, would have had some consequences. Yeah. I, I tweeted out this week that 
forced patriotism is the same as communism, and I've since been corrected to say it. It should be a dictatorship or something else, whatever. But you're you're trying to it's force, nationalism. You're trying to force people to be a patriot, and it's like, but that's not what the country is about. And it's <laughs> and this never even started over patriotism. Yeah. It wasn't started to say, I don't believe in what I'm, uh, what the flag stands for. It was just drawing attention to a bunch of crap that happens within our country that shouldn't be tolerated. Well, and that's that's my biggest concern is now it's all become about the the not standing for the national anthem, and that's become the focus and not why he was doing it. Mm-hmm. Like nobody even talks about that anymore. And, he and he it does, but he's not in the NFL anymore. I don't know, and, and I know you know here in the U.S. It's football season, and it was a big deal with the teams on whether they would or wouldn't stand for the National Anthem. One of the teams, the Steelers, um, all decided that they were going to stay in the locker room, but there was one Steeler who is an ex-Army or I forget, Ranger or what he was. He chose to walk out. He he just walked into the um, – he didn't walk onto the field. He was just the just tunnel. In the um, the tunnel there. And he stood for the national anthem. And then he was, you know, there were people criticizing him for standing because he wasn't with his team. It's like, holy smokes. You know, you guys that's, can't that's complain. That, yeah. yeah, you can't complain that there are people complaining of the people not standing and you're going to complain when somebody does stand. It's it's just, it's one of these topics like there's just, there's no win. There's a no win scenario here. And there's no way we don't get issue, hate mail. Is what you're saying. The, my only issue is, if you're doing it, have a good purpose of doing it. You know, you, if your purpose of doing it is, you know, I, I just don't agree with the, the administration, or, you know, I, I want some attention, or, or something like that, it, don't do it, okay? This was started for a reason. That reason has been lost on the media, and really doesn't get the attention that it, sh- it was meant to get by this action. Now the reason people are doing it is in support of that of this original, really, in my opinion, the reason people are doing it is to show their support of the ability to do it. No, I disagree. And I, th- I it, think I think most of the NFL is doing it in opposition of Trump calling them out. Okay, okay, okay. I, I'll give you that. I'll, yeah. I'll give you that. All right, gentlemen. We have gone way too long today. Have fun editing this one, Thomas. I think we need to wrap this up. (laughs) I'm Eric Van Johnson. I'm John Conklin. I'm Tom Rideout. Keep Keep it it ugly. Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly, and thanks to our sponsor, the Diego Dev Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. Show notes can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at phpugly. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or directly off the PHP Ugly RSS feed. A rating of five stars on iTunes is appreciated. Submit articles to phpugly at reddit.com slash r slash phpugly. Until next week, keep it ugly.